she's got help. Don't ever call me doll. Everybody, welcome back to I Am No Man, your look at women asterisk in the media. I'm so sorry, I'm discombobulated tonight as your host, Sarah Jameson, because we're no longer recording on Zoom. We're in the same fucking room. Yay! So <laughs> with me, live, or recorded, in person, I have Ginger. Hey! And Kelsey! Hey. We're together again! Oh, together so happy again! For the first time! time. <laughs> Yay, we that's, did it! That's probably about as much as we can use before we would get copyright. True. Sorry, Mel Brooks. It's okay. <laughs> so, we're finishing my cycle up tonight, and we and for my potpourri, I chose to look at the uh, 2020 documentary, Disclosure, which is about trans representation in media. But before we get started, is there anything anyone wants to bring up, or should we just roll into it? I don't know. Let's roll. I mean, you know. Um, I want to say something. Please. So, about a month ago, I shaved my head for solidarity. I have a friend. Her name is Melissa, and she's an amazing, wonderful woman. But she's a good reminder that you should always do your yearly checkups. No matter what kind of junk you have, get it checked because you never know when shit pops up. Correct. So, yeah. we're going to wish Mel a healthy recovery and everybody get your shit checked. Yes. Get your shit checked. Get your shit checked. Do Check I need it. A, Okay, this is going to sound like a dumb trans girl question. Do I need a mammogram? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have breast tissue. When yes. you turn 40. No matter okay. what. Yeah. Okay, Men, I was... Men can get breasts. Absolutely. Yes. Not that you're a man, but you know, men in, male, the general concept male of a male. All breast tissue can become cancerous. There we go. That's I a did. perfect gender, gender inclusive Wait way of doing it. it. So, <laughs> okay, so disclosure. Um, this is like the fourth time I've seen this. Ginger's third, Kelsey's first. First. I had to literally basically put it in here to make sure she'd watch it. But, like, before we, like, start dissecting this, like, just what a, what a great documentary. It was very well researched. Also, fuck the Academy Awards for not putting it on the, on the short list. You know what I loved mm-hmm. about this? Mm-hmm. So I watched Disclosure, loved mm-hmm. it. A few weeks ago, I watched The Last Blockbuster. Yes. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed it for nostalgic reasons, of course. Of course. Yeah. But as, and I live tweeted watching um, it, because why not? I'm so sorry to interrupt you, for, but this is important. It's a Monday night. We're eating Taco Bell. Triple rainbow shift, anybody? Oh, it is a triple rainbow shift. When we, we went to Taco Bell together, block, we block were block together. We'd get, we'd get, get Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. It was a double rainbow shift. And we would watch RuPaul's Drag Race, because it was on Monday nights. Oh, okay. So now we're a triple today. rainbow shift. Yay, Yay, Welcome to the group. <laughs> okay, so you were watching Last Blockbuster. So, while I was watching Last Blockbuster, there was maybe... Two women. You were pointing that out on Twitter. Oh, I, yeah. I remember now that I'm thinking like, about that. Like, it was the woman that... that oh, was the blockbuster. Sandy. <laughs> she just, she was Sandy Harding. Just, but she was the manager yeah. of it. The general manager of that store. And I think one comedian. Was it Jenny Slate? No, it was... Um, was it? Island Sky? Iona Sky. That's who it was. Yeah. And Lauren Lapkus, who narrated it. Right. Oh. But still, that was a, a godly figure as opposed to like yes. being physically, facially mm-hmm. seen, right? Correct. And the rest were just white men. There was one black guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone else Ron was, a, was a white man. Yeah. yeah. Just like as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. And it was annoying and frustrating. It's... And there were people that like... I don't even need these people's fucking opinions. We don't need the we don't need the director of the Toxic Avenger to be like, yeah, fuck Blockbuster, they wouldn't carry my movie. That was funny. It was hilarious <laughs> because of the fact that he wouldn't like agree to the like, my name is so and so, and I X for the Chiron. Oh, that guy was like the he was such a douche over dude ever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I I love a good eternal uh, eternal grudge. Yeah. So that's that's fair. Also, my my fave was still Paul Shear for the fact that he worked there. So did Adam so Brody. People, I I love Adam Brody. <sighs> I miss the OC. I love Paul Shear. I'm Dave <laughs> Rogowski. So 
Anyhow, so annoyed throughout yeah. all of that. And I was like, we don't need any of these people. Correct. Really. You couldn't have found another, like, I don't know. Just, like, look at who you're making this movie for. Right. Women watch movies. Correct. That, like, people who are of other, you know, of not the gender binary watch mm -hmm. movies. You have people of other colors, colors. Mm -hmm. watch movies. Here you have, like, three token minorities. Correct. That aren't even... And Kamal in God form. When Doug What's-His-Face goes to last blockbuster, pulls up uh, Big Sick and sends the text to Kamal. Right, 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 right. Useless to me. Yes. So anyhow, <laughs> what I loved about Disclosure yes, I was is like, that there were, I don't remember seeing a single person, who did I see? Did I see anyone that was not trans? The entire, no, everyone that has been interviewed is trans in, uh, in some way, shape, or form. And, yeah, or non-binary. Or non-binary, or, yeah, or, right. or, or gender expansive. That's, yeah. the one, that's the word I love from Sayer. Gender expansive. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. And it was, you know, of color and, you yes. know, uh, I liked all the trans male perspectives. Yes. Do you know how few people of Asiatic descent I have seen who are trans? Wow. Yeah, and I forgot. And there were two, I forgot at least. Rain Valdez, one of my favorite voices from the I just loved every, like, that's uh -huh. everybody that I love. I mean, Tracel sets on my hall pass already because we all, <laughs> because look at her. Yes. Look at her. Yes. So. She's not my star. Mm. But she, what she I really too. liked about this is I feel like this is something I could show my, you know, white, middle class, Republican parents, and they could get something out of it, but also drew my non-binary spouse that lives, eats, breathes these issues, also got something, could get something this out was of this. On my, this was on my parents' Trans 101 when I came out, and they both they both loved it. My dad loved it, which Mel is... loved it. She like, watched it. Oh, good, good, good. The biggest thing about this movie is, or this documentary is, and probably the reason it wasn't nominated for any Oscar, is it confronts all of the stereotypes in Hollywood, which mm -hmm. is, like, it's well overdue, especially for, for the trans community. Um... I love that this. The, uh, one of the things I loved about it, especially at the beginning, is like the, a lot of, a lot of the interviewees were recounting the first time they saw a trans person in the media, and mm -hmm. I want to pose that question to each of you. Ooh. So whoever wants to start. So a person who is named as trans. Yeah, let's go. Or because you know they do like, later go into like Bugs Bunny. They go. I into mean Flip Wilson. Yeah, I mean know, that kind of thing. Flip Wilson, that kind of thing. I mean, for me, it was probably. I mean, like if we want to take it under like their definition, it was probably like. Or your first male male as male, male figure, figure or male presenting figure feminized feminized clothes probably Mrs. Doubtfire when I was like five or six either that or I was a little older than you with Mrs. Doubtfire either that or Mother right. either that or Mother Ginger and the Nutcracker the ballet yeah it's it, so there was a version from the nineties that had Macaulay Culkin with the New York City Ballet. Oh, yeah. They put it on VHS. I had it for Christmas. Mother Ginger is <laughs> part is played by a man because the dress has oh, like it's hairspray. Little... It's fucking yes. hairspray. I there grew up watching hairspray. Yes. Okay. I like legit. It's one of my so early. So Dubai. Yeah. Fucking age Dubai. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's that or. There's, there's a definite there's age one. gap there. Or the yeah. RuPaul show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That too. In, yeah. On VH1. Or yeah. was it Birdcage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, we we grew up in this like pocket of it's like such a pocket of when like. Drag queens were like actually kind of sort of trying to be mainstream for a little bit. Yeah. Priscilla Queen yeah. of the Desert. Uh, I didn't Tuan Tuan Fu. Fu. last year. I loved Tuan Fu. Tuan my grandma Fu loved me. So my grandma worked at the grocery store in Jamesport, and yeah. that's where you rented movies from that or the gas station just outside mm -hmm. of town. Because that's how we live in the country. Um, <laughs> we literally had a Mr. Video and Freebird. We didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're, we're down the corner from the blockbuster that I grew up at, by the yeah. way. Just FYI, the total access now. How yeah. nice for you. Anyway. I'm sorry. Um, you know the spoiled white girl. When I now. was, yeah. 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 <laughs> She's a princess. Um... <laughs> Whenever we would go to my grandmother's house for, like, babysitting time uh -huh. or just time with my grandma, yeah. she would, like, we would go into the grocery store the, the more, that day and pick, we, Kale and I would each uh -huh. pick a movie, mm -hmm. and she would make sure to bring it home. And yep. Tu Wang Fu was one of the movies that I watched I, with her. Same. I love that. <laughs> well, my grandma we, rented a movie. No, no, no. Like, every Friday we <laughs> go to Mr. Sorry, I meant. Every Friday well, we go to Mr. Video and like each kid could pick a video. Yeah. And one of mine was Tu Wang Fu. Uh, <laughs> it, it's so funny because, like, 
that experience for me with is, is, is pretty much the same for me with, me with Mrs. Doubtfire's because both my grandparents had a VHS copy. We watched it one time when they were watching us. I fell in love with it. Oh, yeah. They gave me their copy and bought another. Cute. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other instances that um, may have been RuPaul earlier. was another one. Um, I'm trying to think of anything yeah, else from the show 90s. Back in the day. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get any we of those such, channels. No. Um, I was lucky. No. I mean. Were, but it's Bugs Bunny probably. It probably it's is Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny yeah. It's probably Bugs Bunny. It really is. And not just yeah. in the uh, the uh, instance that L- Lily Wachowski cites in Disclosure. I mean, there's so many I mean, Bugs, Bugs Bunny dress. Bugs dress up like a lady all the time. The one that I remember is like with the little pinafore umbrella with the hat with the blonde wig. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And it's, I think like Daffy's playing like Bugs' dog or something, something on that. Something like that, yeah. Something, no I don't worries. know. I'll pull it up for us later. But the big thing is with this movie is they we look at like where we saw like where you see yourself like trans representation wise in the media and then one by one we start kind of just confronting each stereotype and breaking it down. The mm-hmm. first being trans people as the punchline. Right. Um, so much. Bianca Lee, I, I know they didn't feature her, her a whole lot. Um, thank you, IMDb. While I talk, uh, her comment though about the radar, I think, I, like the like, like we what's know funny? what's funny to us, and when we know when we're being laughed at. Yes. I have never heard more true words, yeah. Especially as someone in the scene of drag. I think that's with any kind of oh, absolutely, you know. Yes. but yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, growing up in the drag scene, like I knew when it was like, especially when I started transitioning, like, like I knew when it was. Stuff that we can laugh at versus like, oh, you smell like estrogen, girl. Nah. That was your former Nana, just FYI. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, it really is true. Like, I just, the more I think about it, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because you look at like the examples they cited of like the Jeffersons or In Living Color or anything that they've cited where it's like, this is an other Speaking laugh of my at them. Former grandmother doing the, um, Jamie Foxx character yes. in America. Oh yeah. my god, like that was so... That was wrong on so many levels. That was so <laughs> weird. I was like, first of all, how did that movie even get made? I mean, there's a lot of shitty movies out yes. there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Made by white males, cis white males. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really loved when we're, like when they were talking about growing up trans is how we're kind of, and I say we as a token trans person, we're kind of our own educators Mm. And that we've been, I love what Alexander Billing said about we've been in, we've been in it since the beginning. Yeah. Like, I, like, that blew my mind. Like, I was thinking to myself, okay, we're probably going to focus, like, 50s onward. Oh, no, we blow that all the way back to, like, D.W. Griffith. And I love that, that we, fuck D.W. Griffith with a cactus. Because as Yance Ford said, Yance. can we all talk about D.W. Griffith for a minute? Right. Wow. Like, how that would have been my last Just day like, in film school. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, I saw it in film school. I took a lot of film oh, classes when I was at Mizzou, and we watched they it. Showed... It's so crazy to me that they would still... We just it. watched bits of it. Okay. So... And we watched it with Knowing... a very specifically okay. critical eye and talked about the discourse of Correct. how um, black people were presented in the film. Oh, that's Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, we were watching clips of it in my film studies class in fucking high school, which I don't know how that got past, how that flew. But I, but it... It was Vianney. It is Vianney. You know how it flew. White Christian privilege. Right. Um, but, I mean, D.W. Griffith is definitely part of the problem, not only of, you know, severely racist stereotypes, but also emasculating black men in contrast to the ultra-violent as well, which I thought was, that was great as well. Mm-hmm. Minorities are never allowed to have a middle ground. No, it's it, it's yeah. one or the other. Right, you are either and like with um, people of color, yeah. you are either you know emasculated mm-hmm. or you are violent and terrifying. With trans people, I wrote this down I, on the last thing. I think you're either you either have to be like a goddess level beauty. Yes. Or in the transmasculine side, first mm-hmm. time you are the ball. <laughs> well, that's like the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First time in drags at a ball, goddess level beauty, and then with mm-hmm. you know trans masculine, you've got like a wooga, <laughs> and then you've got you know just Justin Bieber looking. Yes, you know? uh-huh. basically every drag There's king no, that we've ever met. I I saw a thing 
or heard a thing or read a thing. I don't know. Somehow or other, there was a piece of media that came inside my soul that mm. said, the, you know that a minority has media when they are allowed to have mediocrity. Correct. And the example it was Tyler Perry. Yes. Oh, Tyler yeah. Perry makes film that are easily digestible. Mm-hmm. You, they're formulaic. And how many bajillions does Tyler Perry have? A ton. Uh, Plenty. He, he, he has, has his own. Dollars. He has his own studio. Right. I, I, and that's the thing where it's like where you see like what was there, what wasn't there, and I loved seeing. I just loved everybody in who was interviewed talking about their personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Laverne Cox especially, but I mean like everybody that like was talked to, and then like from like trans people as a joke. We go to the next un- uncomfortable stereotype, which is trans people as the villain, right. generally mentally ill. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I want to say fuck J.K. Rowling and her fucking stupid book where a tra- where a person who cross-dresses is the villain and kills women. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've not read the book. I just know about that. But it just it contributes to... The- was it Casual Vacancy or something? No, like it was not Casual Vacancy. She wrote this under an alias... Fun oh, fact, her alias is the guy that was... We knew she was a shitbag yeah. at that point. Because we read Casual Vacancy. We right? did, and, and honestly... you borrowed your You did, and Casual Vacancy, when I look back on it, is super fucking racist. That sounds right. She's real, like, she's super racist toward the Pakistani girls in, in, in the book, and I'm mm-hmm. like... God. Warning How signs. How can you as an English person be racist towards a group of people that your people conquer? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And... With the, she's just so she's a she's a shitbag, <laughs> and it's those kind of things that contribute to these stereotypes with trans people as mentally ill. Where you look at like that, or you look at like Norman Bates mm-hmm. or Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. or I don't know what the guy's name is in Dress to Kill, but which is basically a ripoff of Psycho. Now that I the think Michael about Kane it, character. yes, yeah. in the Shake and Go, yeah. Which I just love that that term was in there. Like, I, love I mean, it. it really shows. Yeah. The. Mm-hmm. Lack of effort towards realizing that character. Correct. Well, and we're afraid of what we don't know. Which, which actually ties into my next point about how Hollywood, like if like trans people teach themselves, but Hollywood does teach us a lot of things about how to react to people. And with trans <laughs> people, it's fear and violence. Yeah. Or vomit. Or vomit. We'll get oh, to yeah. that. Oh, we're going to bring it back to one of Kelsey's picks. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. One of my favorite things mm-hmm. is when, oh, it might have been Bianca. Bianca Lee. Just went, Jody. Yes. You should have known. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was it. talking about sounds I wrote that down. Just yes. Jody. I do. And then how um, they represent, how Hollywood films are representing um, trans women as appropriating the female form. Correct. Which is just such a just, turfy thing. I wrote that yes! I have it here too. It's so turfy. It's like that's not what's happening here. No, it's like reclaiming Correct. the female form. Absolutely. Like, oh god. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said the thing the about. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you said the thing about Jody with Silence of the Lambs because they do spend Jody. a they spend a good like ten minutes on Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. I do love that Jen Richards has this very like focal point on her transition, the problems with the movie, and why that movie is problematic. Oh, yeah. Because Jen is on the sequel series on Paramount, right. Clarice, where they basically fix the problematic trans legacy mm, of Buffalo. It. Yeah, and episode was written by a trans woman. Lovely. Like, nice. oh, this is the kind of shit that this, that this film is needed for. But, I mean, and... It also comes to like where when Hollywood tries to be groundbreaking with trans issues, inevitably, even with Pose, they fall into the stereotypes. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is that somebody with the confidence and connections, read rich and white, decides <laughs> that they're going to be a white savior. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and make these films or these episodes or these movies, and they think, I can do this. And instead of consulting somebody who is has the same identity traits as the, as the character they're going to be representing, Correct. they're just like, I know, I've met a trans person before, I can write a whole human, and they'll be totally Which, developed and have lots of layers. And well, no, no, they're going to be a fucking stereotype. Because what you've done is you've amalgamated any trans person or any trans representation into your brain to create Correct. this person, as opposed to consulting somebody who is trans so that mm-hmm. you can really understand the depth 
of the humanity of a human being. Like, the fact that I have to convince somebody that a human is a human is fucking stupid. That part. That's why, as for as much for as much shit as I'll give him for every other horrible show that he's made, I will Ryan give, Murphy. Yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> um, well, that's the one thing I, I can credit him for because he was so insistent when he and Steve when he got with Stephen Candles to create Pose is they were so insistent on making sure that they did this right because you know they brought Janet Mock and Our Lady J on to write the scripts. They made they went out of their way to cast trans people in trans roles. They did the right thing. They got up in the like I mean I guess Ryan Murphy was involved in Nip Tuck which I didn't yes. realize but yeah, I didn't yeah. Well, he created it. Well I didn't know because when I was watching Nip Tuck I was in like my first gay relationship mm-hmm. and was just like watching a show to watch a show. Which, right. and, mm-hmm. and you know, you see these like tr- different trans storylines or whatever. Yeah. There. And like at the time, ones. It, mm-hmm. I mean, apart from Famka's, at oh, the time, Sherry Peck, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. At the Will, time, Willem. They, were, Willem, they were like, mind-boggling it was amazing like, that these people were being represented I was like, like that's mm-hmm. so exciting like even like what i love is that like even someone like willem belli who funny because we we're talking about is it before, bella yeah uh-huh. yeah <sighs> which someone like willem who essentially cut her teeth in hollywood off of this one nip tuck role let's be very real on this mm. she's got she's come around being like I know I've done good with this, but it really shouldn't have been a trans woman in that role. Mm-hmm. It's taken her time to come around to it. She's a narcissist, but yes. it, that's definitely a thing. And that goes into actually my next point of basically where they're like, we need, we just need more representation across the board. So when it's to one fuck it. up, yeah, when there's one mm-hmm. fuck up, that doesn't just exactly right. And right. so that one role is not what everybody Correct. points to mm-hmm. as the example. Because Correct. if things are so innocuous, mm-hmm. you know, that you're just like, oh, yeah, I've seen a trans person in this Correct. show, in this show, in this show, in this show. This is not yes. anything new. This is, you know, it's just like like when Will and Grace was a big deal, and now there's gay characters in every, like, it would be a, it oh, would that be. That show is hella problematic, too. Yeah. Oh you go back and watch it, you're like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. No. It's like when Homer falls down that hill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the first and second time. <laughs> And then with with the mentally ill trope, we also have the deception trope as well, mm, which soap did. Wait, okay, let's talk soap dish because Rain Valdez literally said everything that I think about that film now because I watched that with my mom when I was like ten. I've never seen it. I've never seen okay, it. Okay, it's so many stars. Carrie Fisher's in it too. Sally Field. Sally Field. Kathy and Jimmy. Yes. Downey before the the spiral. Yeah. I, it, it's a good film up until that last, like, crucial plot point of Kathleen Moriarty's character. Right. I mean, and the deception stereotype is that's how, unfortunately, so many people see, I, w- I will say, like, especially trans women, they think it's just, oh, you're just a, a man in a dress. Right. So. Which um, they definitely make a good point of when they talk about how male actors are representing trans women yeah. and it just solidifies that Correct. belief that a trans woman is really just a man in a dress. Which is... Because you see these actors being male men mm-hmm. who end up... Fucking Jared Leto ended up being horribly problematic. Broke my little Jordan Catalano heart. That part. Mm-hmm. Bastard. And something to play... Something to discuss with this as well that I wish they would have included that I think Drew has said as well when, we, when we've talked about Disclosure mm-hmm. before we brought this up as a podcast. Yeah. Is that that whole men in dresses thing needed to be put in here as well with why RuPaul's Drag Race is problematic? Because, I mean, okay, yes, we've had trans women on the spinoffs post-transition when they look goddess standard. Mm. Okay? We have otherwise just seen men in dresses. Basically. Well, and we find out after the fact that a lot of the trans women delayed, on the show delayed, yeah, either delayed or didn't stop their medication. She did. Gia de- I don't know about Sonique. Um, I know Carmen's went off her didn't, hormone. Yeah, Monica Beverly Hills Car- They all pretty much like stopped for the most part. I know that. I know for a fact. It can't be good for the body. No. No, it can't. No. That's why we have all those. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that, G- that Gia delayed her. Uh, confirmation surgery to go on all stars for and you get painted as a villain which i mean it's gia to begin with and she's not a good person so she's like, a problematic person here's but the thing. Yes. on the one hand 
Mm-hmm. If you tell me I will give you this many dollars to go on national TV and be a bitch, I'm going to do it. On the other hand, like, if that was what really happened. Well, not even. I, hand, I mean, I'm waiting. Go ahead. You can't edit. Wait, what? What they don't? There, what right? they don't give you? But the thing is, I, th- I think what I love is that like we get we get we get all the stereotypes, but then we get to trans narratives not made for trans people or by them, which we've kind of talked about already, mm-hmm. and that we just want more representation, and we need more not only just trans women, we also need more men, we also need more non-binary experiences in general. Yeah, yes. that's something that I wrote out. So like. You know, there's like the ladder of representation. Or the car. Um, the car. You didn't well, I know metaphor. what you're talking about the car. I'm talking about a ladder. Right? Okay. So, in the car, damn it. <laughs> ladder. Oh, ladder. Ladder. The top rung is cis white males. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, cis white females. And it just goes down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. And then it used to be that the lowest was trans people of color. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of shifting up. There's a new rung coming in with the non-binary world. Correct. Because it's something new. It's mm-hmm. some Well, not new to the world. It's, it's new it's, to we the did, top we, of we, the ladder. We did not have the words for we it. We didn't have the vocabulary for it. And that's actually something that Mel asked me about. Because she said, Kelsey, remember on the Drew Carey show how Mimi's characters yes. wore women's clothes? I do. I watched the F out of that show. Because that show's yeah. amazing. But I don't have any memory of that. It must have glided past my brain. What's even... We're going to have to do an episode on it. But mm-hmm. Mel was like, so what What would that, what would this person be called? Nowadays, yeah. Well, would they be called like a cross-dresser? Transvestite maybe? Or, maybe? I don't know. And I was yeah. like, well, Mel, you know, like, one thing to think of is whatever that person would have identified as in the moment mm-hmm. when this Drew, the Drew Carey show aired, mm-hmm. you know, we could have completely different vocabulary Correct. for it now. I don't know. That's, but also, that's each so, person can identify that's itself. So, that's so, A, that's so interesting. I totally uh-huh. forgot about it as well. Uh-huh. B, I know we're going to have to do an, ep- uh, a po- an episode of Absolutely. Uh-huh. B, how the hell does John Carroll Lynch get all the good roles? That that's who played Drew's brother. Oh, okay. He played the Zodiac Killer in Zodiac. He was Twisty the Clown on American Horror Story Freak Show. Nobody remembers any of these roles. I remember the I clown. Remember yeah, yeah, I don't know who it was. Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember the face. That was, him. was he an identity? I think he was. Was he the actual spoilers? I want to say yes. Okay. But, I mean, and through that as well. What's the name again, John? Carol Lynch. Carol Lynch. So, C-A- so is Carol Oates. Nope. That's not. C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Two L's. Oh, yeah. I got him. But while while Kelsey looks up the... Oh, he's in The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yes. I've seen Yes. He's so good in that. And Mr. Jingles. Yes. But I also like that you brought up the latter as well because, like... As well with cis white men, there's also, unfortunately, the invalidation of trans men through the feminist empowerment mm-hmm. as well, which is where we can get into talking about the L word and Max, which... Uh, so, <laughs> in my watching of the L word, I watched it as it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched know, it in my queer awakening. I, own <laughs> I still own all of the seasons, mm-hmm. I think. I haven't mm-hmm. looked. But, yeah, the way that they portrayed Max was just villainous. Ugh, and so the bad. fact that they wrote those words for Pam Greer. I'm so pissed at that. who is, as a human being, is such an empowering person. Yes. And was, is such a representation of breaking out in Hollywood as a minority mm-hmm. and, and being a boss-ass Mm-hmm. And to make that woman say those words, mm-hmm. you know, like talking about how Max is a traitor to feminism mm-hmm. and making them someone that you're supposed to root against. It was just horrifying. And like the just the the drama of it all. Like I get they're going for drama. I get that it was kind of soap opera or whatever. Yeah. But like, like, why would you, why would you... The, they were essentially step putting their boots on the face of trans people so that they could lift these rich, women. mostly white women, yeah. lesbians. Yes. You know, and yeah. like the bi hatred that happened on that. Oh show. my 
god. I I didn't they even finish so the first mean. season, and I know yeah. I, I know how bad it got for the bias. I mean, it's just horrifying. Well, and like watching every time I've watched Disclosure, I honestly like I cringe, but I also laugh because like. I know a lot of trans men. I've never seen anybody that fucking amped on testosterone. Roid it out. Well, like, it was back backdoor roids at that point. Yes. Right. Or not? I, I say roided out. Like that's what they he was taking. Well, I mean, it's still it's testosterone. That's essentially yeah. kind of what was going yeah. on. Like. Yeah. And then on and then on the on the other side of the spectrum, like we said, in my fav my favorite part of the entire film is talking about trans femme beauty standards because it's literally I'm like. No wonder I want to beat my mug to within an inch of its life just to go to the fucking bar. Right. I mean, that is, first of all, it was also said, that whole sequence is set to Sylvester, so I'm like, I'm already in. Right. Mm -hmm. The gay national anthem. (laughs) (sighs) Um, The, the, um, was it... Drew who said it? I saw it in the... Yes, the contract, which which also during the, the trans femme part, we talk about beauty being linked to the concept of passing. Right, exactly. That's mm-hmm. which, which I'll let Ginger yeah. say because Drew, Drew was going <laughs> to join us, but had busyness. But 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 brought Real points, life. kind yeah. of like when Kelsey texted "Hello Uglies" all her points yeah. when she couldn't be here. Please talk. Drew's main gripe with with this documentary right. in general is that as a non-binary person, mm-hmm. the that there's this perspective in this in this film that. Basically, like, the gold standard is passing. You gotta pass. You gotta mm-hmm. be all of the, you know, the blonde hair, blue eye, big titty women. Mm-hmm. And nobody's owed that. Society is not owed that. Candace amazing. I fucking love I fucking love that bitch. Society is not owed that. Yeah, no. Yes. You don't have to have... It's like... It's like the... The... The standard that a black woman is not allowed to be angry at any time. Mm-hmm. Truth. Because it, you know, so like the things that society is telling mm-hmm. people to be, it's, you know, so it's no, unacceptable. So nobody's met Sam yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's the thing. Is yeah. That like every, you know, humans are humans. Yes. And sometimes humans get get angry There's, and they're allowed to be angry correct. and they're allowed to be validated in their feelings. Correct. And, but we have this trope because, mm-hmm. you know, again, with the, the you know, like, Dangerous on one end, yes. Emasculated on the other end. It's very much like I've like a. I've had to learn how to soften my makeup in general, so I don't go out looking like a total drag queen all the time anymore. That's the same. <laughs> but <laughs> there's also days where it's like I want to look like. For me, the concept of passing is bullshit. I just I'm I, I'm a trans person who it's like you you are however you want to look. Mm-hmm. But there are times where it's like, I want to look pretty without doing a full face, so I'll just put on a set of lips. Do I have some stubble from left from the laser? Yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah. It's one of those where I want more trans people in general to just own their own experience mm-hmm. and fuck the binary on that shit. Yeah, fuck okay. it. And then with the trans femme beauty standards as well, we get to another another trope, speaking of Candace Kane, with trans women as uh, their stereotypical roles of either... This first one being sex workers, mm-hmm. with no context at all. It's just basically all trans women are whores, right. which right. is fucked up. And just, just the number of clips that they used. Also, so many, and that was probably just off the top of their heads. Well, yeah. and not only prostitutes, but you know, all the cop shows they're dead prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Like dead, yeah, dead T word. I'm not going to say it because yeah, I, I, I've got privileges. They say but, it. Yeah, they a do. lot, a lot. It's a dead, lot, a lot. Dead T Pros. Dead T Pros. Yeah. Right. Only recently is it like, hey man, that's a fucking slur. Yeah. yeah. Because I know I've said it back when I thought it was just a way to refer to people. That is why, yeah. as much as I love his fashion, I still cannot forgive Christian Siriano for appropriating that term for one and then ele- and then giving amplifying it. I don't want to say elevating it, amplifying it when he's on Project Runaway. Yes. With saying that, you know, she looked a hot T-word mess. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's And that's mm-hmm. part of the problem as well. Which gets into a whole thing about gay men and trans appropriation. The other big... No, no, no. Hold on. Go, Before go, go, on. go, go, go. Before, so I can flip a page. Yeah. Uh, one, I need to see Yentl because I want to lust after Mandy B. Tinkin. Two. Um, <laughs> of course you do. I'm surprised you haven't. I, it, I can't with that, like, Inigo Montoya hair. You're not wrong. <laughs> um... 
So when they talk about the different scenes where in movies where a a woman who identifies as a woman yes. is pretending to be a man to get access to something. Something. So like just one of the guys, uh-huh. gentle. Um, Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria, what have Albert, you. Albert Dubs never been more attracted to Julie Andrews than when she is what's, what's funny is I'm all, like, it's, it's only funny because we just and did. Those are, there's even modern, like Connie and Carla came Yes, out that's another that one. the same one, yeah. And for, well, and it's so funny that you said, like, attracted to Julie Andrews because for me and for us, because we just, we just did Clue again for script reads. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, Leslie Ann Warren is supposed to be, like, sex pot in Clue. She's always Cinderella to me. Mm-mm. That blonde, the blonde bimbo whose name I can never remember from uh, Victor Victoria. Mm. I haven't seen Victor Victoria. So oh, it's so it's so good. It's so good. But no, I agree with you about go, go on. Women. Tense is proof of womanhood. Yes, which so, is which is hurtful to many because there are so many people who were assigned female at birth who are identify as women. Who don't Black really fucking have... trust it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I got a little either that or, 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 I or, or, or think yeah. of think of any but breast cancer survivors. I was just about to yeah. say that. Or people who are like intersexed and they're living as you know with mm-hmm. like more masculine, feminine, no more feminine yeah. portrayals who were raised as women, Correct. and and you know later found out that they were intersexed yes. or whatever and are not. You know, blossoming in the way that they had expected. Like, the whole association of tits as proof and verification and validation of your womanhood is so hurtful. Turfy AF. It is turfy AF, but it's also, like, you are throwing under the... Like, it's turfy, but also, all you're doing is you are saying that unless you have breasts... You are not a woman, which conversely says that your breasts are all you are. Correct. Same with like the which ability is to so have children. Yes, that, that is that 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 is turf one hundred and one. For and for anyone who's listening, who I mean, I would assume since we're talking trans issues, you would know. Turf T E R F trans exclusionary radical feminist, basically relegating that having a having a reproductive system is the only thing that makes you a woman. Yeah, it's a it's a person who is a bigot against trans people because they feel that trans people are interloping. Are, are well, they're In, like bathroom build type. Of they're invading. Yeah. They're invading they're feminist, feminist spaces like that one fucking campground in Michigan, the lesbian one. The Michigan Women's Festival. Go fuck themselves. Only they did recently allow. Was that featured in Transparent? It's what they based it off of, okay, but yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. They did recently, I yes. guess, decide to allow or whatever. Correct. But yeah, and that's just old, old, old lesbians not grown with the times. Just like, nope. you know, it's very mm-hmm. Rue and Joss Whedon and J.K. Rowling. Like, that fist bump. You start out, yeah, you start out as being just like these like um, really radical people, and then you just stop growing as soon as you get your first million, I guess? I don't know. You know what's also terrible about Joss Whedon is when I looked at the thing with Gal Gadot, now I fucking hate both of them because Gal Gadot is the total Zionist supporting Israel in this whole thing with Palestine. Fuck her. Uh, but okay. okay. Oh, ne- gal. Next. Uh, oh, Gal. Oh, Gal. They got you, Gal. Um, <laughs> next up in terms of stereotypes. The trans medical drama crises, where you're, Ugh, where every you, doctor show. Where, <laughs> the, Alexandra had one of my favorite lines. When I was on a lot of hospital shows, they kept killing me. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take a lot it's more funny, than those. Whenever you like rewatch ER or Grey's Anatomy, like, oh, there she is again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other one was Alexandra Gray, who was like, I booked Code Black, yeah. and and it's like it was All basically right. the same storyline. Yeah, and yeah. what's like, I remember in. ER. Mm-hmm. Was it ER? Yeah. Yeah, she was on that. I'm not talking about that. Are you oh, talking about I'm on a different train. I bet. Oh, I, I, let's see if I... There was an episode of ER. Mm-hmm. Or Grace. It had a... I've been watching them both. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was ER. I'm sorry, I'm bumbling. It's okay. Where there was a trans woman who needed a kidney, mm-hmm. and they tracked it... Like, her, her parents tracked her down, and, and the mother... Or no, the, the mother was like... Let him die. And the dad was like, nope, we are not doing this. We are not letting this be what happens. And, like, basically divorces the wife as a way Mm -hmm. to support the child. And I think that, and that came later on, Mm -hmm. but I think ER did so much to, like, you know, they were very progressive at different times from Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. Yeah, there were times where they, like, 
I think they were kind of like fishing. Like there were, you know, like when you're fishing and you're like throwing your yeah. bait hook into <laughs> the water, but then you pull it out real yes. quick to kind of like tease the yes. fish and be like, I mean, I think they did that with four conservatives or medium type people. That's, sorry. Sorry. By, um... Having storylines that occasionally were not as progressive as they should have been, mm-hmm. as a way of being like, of being like, no, no, you can stay. You're safe with your bigotry here, but we're gonna make you love this character, and then they're gonna be gay. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and the time Carrie Weaver came out, as yes. gay. my parents hated her. <laughs> I love. Oh, I love my Carrie Weaver. She was still so. my fave on, on ER. I was thinking more along the lines of like early. I think this might have been the first season. It's. Carter and Benton are operating on trans woman who. Ends oh, up, and they made him give her a pregnancy test. Yes, and, it was and then a trans she woman. and then and then she jumps off the roof. Yes, it was a woman of color. I remember yes. that. Yes, yes, that was radical for me as a. So you want to talk about transformation? That was radical for me. It's probably one of my one of the first times that like outside of like Mrs. Doubtfire or something that I saw a trans person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it reinforces all of the stereotypes of you're going to be misgendered. You're going if and. All of the mental issues as well, because there are they are there. I will say that like the mentally ill stereotype when it's crossdresser who wants to kill people, that's fucked up. But there are trans people who are diagnosed with gender dysphoria all the time. I'm one of them. I yep. I treat it with my estrogen and my testosterone blocker. Is it that so I had talked to Roman, you know Roman, yeah, I don't think you've met Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, who had said that um there are people who are trying to get gender dysphoria taken out of the DSM. I, I think it's been taken out. But then there were people who are trying to keep it in because that is a medical loophole towards treatment. Uh-huh. I love you and the loopholes. You just find all of the loopholes. My life worker. is loopholes. <laughs> Listen, if people aren't going to get what they mm-hmm. need in a direct way, I'm going to find a way to get them what they need mm-hmm. in an indirect way. Correct. And then, I mean, like, we already talked about Nip Tuck, its problematic legacy. I forgot about the Candace Kane episode where she becomes a guy, and it's still oh, very weird. It is so disturbing. It's, like, really bad, really bad drag. Why does she do that? I d- Paycheck. No, why, no, no, not, why does Candace Kane do I, that? Why did the character do that? I don't remember, and I don't, I don't really want to watch and, it to Yeah, that's that. fair. Yeah, okay. And then, I mean, like... Th- the next two are kind of linked as well. We've, already, we've kind of already talked about it as trans as award show bait, mm-hmm. which is, which leads me into trans people as murder violence victims, yeah. which is unfortunately what's still happening. I mean, you look at Jaharia Balenciaga, who is the most, I think she's the seventh trans woman of color killed in 2021 alone. The numbers are already higher than last year or any year. Because people are out. Because people are out and, and we're still not safe. Mm-hmm. But what really upset me, it's not even that we look at it as a violence thing, but we look at, like, a whitewashed version of events yeah. in Boys Don't Cry, mm-hmm. which yeah, I, did not, I did not know about that. I did. I had no idea until I watched this movie. I had seen the documentary because they came out, they existed in my existence mm-hmm. around the same time. Right. It might have been, because, I mean, again, women's and gender studies right. series, so I think we watched both of the both. The film and the mm-hmm. documentary. Was class. It, wasn't this right around the same time as Matthew Shepard as well? Um, like, just all of that blurs in my head. The doc no, came out the around actual, the same time. Like the ahead. actual crime was in the early 90s. I yeah, it was, it was Brandon, then Matthew, then the documentary, then Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. I just, it pissed me off so much that I'm like... Boys Don't Cry was 1999. Yeah. Which also, which also, can I just say, like, I know she's talented, but fuck Hillary Swank for that acceptance speech on We've Come a Long Way. Girl. Yeah, Anna Tina's story was 98. Mm-hmm. The other, the other whitewashing that pissed me off, and I'm glad, I'm glad Laverne called all this shit out oh, of Stonewall. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Another white man trying to erase history. Oh, this leads into my next point so well. I, I didn't even try that. died in 98. Yes. Yes. I remember that. that. Yeah. Yes. Um, what really pissed me off, and I'm glad that they touched on it, is how so quickly, and I know Kelsey's going to have plenty of like me to say about this, how quick, how so quickly queer history erases our trans mothers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, that clip of Sylvia Rivera at the 73 <laughs> and I just, it's like, like Laverne said, it's so quickly, quickly that we forget, and like, I just can't help but think a, we still we're still doing it, and the biggest thing I can reference is two years ago at Pride, 
with the cops, with ev- with everybody supporting the decision uh, to put them back in, was a white gay male for the most, for, by and large. So, what happens is, mm-hmm. is that trans people of color mm-hmm. are the like, it, like in the war mm-hmm. of rights for mm-hmm. people in the LGBT community as a whole. Correct. Trans people of color are the like clearing bombs that are whose lives are used to to get the walls down. Correct. So that the white cis assimilated. men assimilated. That was yeah. that was the point and that like, Gantz made that I was like because essentially I'm unclockable mm-hmm. apart from if you recognize I'm where I have a rainbow tattoo right. and don't think it's just because I like pretty colors. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm essentially unclockable. Mm-hmm. But, and that's another reason why I got my rainbow stuff so I right. could be at least a little more like me mm-hmm. too buddies. Yeah. Um, so that white people, white cis people mm-hmm. can, can, can walk through the rubble that includes the walls and the bodies of our fallen siblings. Correct. To to just go and be like, thanks for this this loot of privilege and justice. I'm gonna take all these rights and maybe I'll give you a coin of rights afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, like the remnants of 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 trans people of color who are left behind. Correct. And it's and it and it, like I said, I mean it's I mean it's just general transphobia within the community. The biggest thing for me at least was when I came out. I was met with so much love and so much acceptance. But what got me more than anything, and this is not just one person in, person in particular, but like the people who are most resistant or the most invasive in their questioning, and it's going to go into another point that I have, were cis white gay men. What? Right? I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked. And it, and it, yeah. and, and Why would you want to give that up? I, <laughs> just, I mean, yeah. just... I, I, I literally have no words for it because it's one of those, it just, it continues to boggle my mind of you are already in a, an oppressed minority. You you might be white, but guess what? We didn't get have the right to marry till six fucking years ago. So right. for one. But white, cis white gay men, mm-hmm. again, top of the rungs of that ladder, mm-hmm. but also are, have been represented so much that mm-hmm. they're seen as essentially an accessory. I Correct. mean, what southern woman doesn't want a just jack to carry around like a fucking puppy to her hair? Go shopping with her. And talk know? about boys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Correct. It's fair. I mean, there's a whole movie, that GBF movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got all these people wanting to have, all these girls wanting to have a gay best friend. Thanks for that one, Ben. Thanks a bit. It was all right, and I mean, it's just it, that boggled my mind, and then it, go, it and then it kind of also ties into. They talk about like you know how for a very long time, especially in media that was not like episodic TV, where it was like Oprah interview shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was the focus and fixation on trans people's private information, specifically right. their genitals. Surgery. Like Ugh. my like, mom, I still had to kind of train around. I my, oh about that. oh I literally yeah. <laughs> oh last summer when Brie got hers, like I mean, my mom was curious to a point, and I and, and I and I. I applaud that curiosity because that is a step out of her box. Yeah. But then it became, it became, are you going to get a surgery? When is it? What are you going to do? What do you, it just became constant to the point where I'm like, would you, I, I literally had to be like, would you ask Steve, my brother about his fucking genitals? Right. No. Yeah, that's what I do is I like to flip the script. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I am very privileged mm-hmm. and I'm also a complete asshole with nothing to lose. Cause no matter what my mm-hmm. mom loves me. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, what I like to do if someone starts asking me about someone else's genitals is I'll be like, oh, did, you know, depending on mm-hmm. what I know or assume that that person has, I'll be like, mm-hmm. so does your labia, does it kind of come out a little more than your menorah, like the menorah, a little out than the majora? Mm-hmm. Does your click get really big and hard when you get turned on? Like, tell me more about yeah. that. Is it, you know, are your lips a little more brown or are they <laughs> pinkish? You know, asking just like the most invasive yeah. questions yes. I can possibly yes. think of so they can understand what it's like to have someone that- ask. That's that's exactly li- that's that's on. literally what stopped my what mom, and like she felt bad afterwards. But I'm like, a, I'm, I know you didn't know, but like you need. It's like don't ever ask any of my friends that kind of shit uh-huh. because that's gonna really piss them off toward me as well. So I'm gonna have to like damage control other shit. Well, I mean, I think. Well, she's also you know coming at it from like a a training space because I. <laughs> 
you know, I take on a lot of, Mm -hmm. of the emotional labor of answering those kinds of questions for people. You know, I've gotten Mm -hmm. so many friends from childhood or friends Mm -hmm. from school or Mm -hmm. friends from work or whatever who message me or like, Hey, like, I know I haven't really talked to you in a long time. I just have some a question. I was wondering if you had a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be offensive. And I was like, you can ask me whatever under I the do sun. The same and thing. I will help you. Yeah. Because it's important for the people who have the energy to do that emotional labor to do yeah. that. I'd Correct. rather ask, to answer save the space. Yeah. Correct. Save space for the people who don't have that. Right. And I mean, there are times that I don't mind answering this stuff. I've gotten a lot more comfortable talking about it when I've I haven't made all my decisions yet and that's quite honestly none of y'all listening that's out there's business. business nope and you know what whatever you decide today it doesn't have to be that tomorrow correct mm-hmm. correct and part of that is because the media has taught us how to and reinforced us how to react to trans people which brings us to the trans panic I've been waiting for. the disgust <laughs> the betrayal the notion of cis feelings over trans safety that's what I wrote down which pisses me off to like the idea of disclosure is one that I don't really like I'm so lucky that I'm engaged to a woman because I don't think I I don't I have no idea how I would be dating like as someone as someone who is transgender like just you're either going to be fetishized or disgusted that 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 whole part Hmm. And I could say that from somebody that lives with a trans woman and I could say that of color and you know that's super mm-hmm. fetishized mm-hmm. And is, you know, somebody of size is also fetishized for that. You know, you, you like mm-hmm. never know, you know what you're right. dealing with. You know? Oh, God. Just, yeah. mm. <laughs> and because of this notion of disclosure, which, again, I still don't know how I feel, it's, I think, it links into the importance of casting trans people yeah. to play trans roles. Mm-hmm. It, it's not only just, a, for me, like a thing of safety, like what we're talking about with men in dresses, it's more authentic. It is more authentic. The, the like yeah. the reason that Pose works so well for me, the way that MJ Rodriguez, Dominique Jackson, even though Dominique overacts, which is Electra's character. Mm, that is Electra. I mean, it's just it's authentic. Like like Blanca feels like a lived in character. It's probably why I relate to her so much, especially as a drag mother myself. How not really a house mother, but drag mother. But it's one of those where it's like, I recognize that. I want to support that. I want, because it's authentic. It's real. It's not Eddie Redmayne, who, again, yeah, okay, yeah, I feel like Bianca Lee here defending myself. I liked the Danish girl. Was it problematic? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But I do enjoy that performance. But it would have been way more heartfelt and way more tangible if it would have been a trans person playing it. And I, it's so hard because so often you'll get people saying things like, well, if you did it with a trans girl, then less people would go see it. More people are going to go see Eddie Redmayne to see him. You know? Correct. Like yeah. it's, it, that's the, uh, the thing. Or, mm-hmm. or what I've heard with, with people is like, mm-hmm. why don't we just let the actor... Yeah, who is the best, best actor? The best, best actor. actor. Yes, and Meryl would be time. everyone. Can I get a movie where it's all Meryl being everybody and everything? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Correct. But Meryl wouldn't do it. No. She's an angel. Correct. And I think the other thing that le- that kind of reinforced the trans panic and everything is we've already talked about Ace Ventura and the Crying Game, the revulsion, mm-hmm. the revulsion. The Honestly. I vividly remember when The Crying Game was like in the media. I was like seven when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I can still remember like all all the adults talking about that movie and oh my god, this movie and you know. <coughs> don't reveal don't the ending. The that I remember. Don't I remember reveal going, it. I remember being intrigued like well what's wrong with this movie and then you know all of that. I'd and then growing up and actually watching it I was like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. My only like knowledge about the movie is uh in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back yep. when they talk about Miramax who yeah. makes yeah. you know classy movies like the piano oh, the crime okay. game. That's literally my only. I mean, it's. I mean, that's that. that's, that's. And it's a totally good. You're in, reference. You're in it's the right. Not shitty in any way. You're, you're in the right. Po- you're in the right place to be talking about Jay and Silent Bob. Don't you know that? I love him. I love Jay and Silent Bob. I, uh, <laughs> uh, no, and, and like I said, I just like it. You just do chasing Amy once. Anyway. We should. We should. <laughs> The revulsion we've already, I mean, we've kind of already talked about that when we talked about Ace Ventura, but the fact that it's referenced here again. Mm-hmm. Also. That movie changed a whole lot between my childhood yep. and growing up. Look at, Z- look at Zeke, who is in 
disclosure talking uh-huh. about like it was his favorite movie like uh-huh. growing up. You are gonna love Zeke when you get to Survivor. Just oh FYI. yes, Zeke and Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, that was well, and that was a big deal because uh, oh, we can talk about this. It, it, it's a it's reality. We're not oh, gonna. Oh, it can be for my cycle. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. Have to, you're gonna have to like it's like it's like it's, season like you can't see the all stars. I want to say you can't yeah. see this y'all, but I entered hand flap level of excitement. Yeah. That, yeah. That's pretty big for Kelsey. I like to normalize. I remember seeing that moment live with my parents. I was watching and me going, it. Being outraged and my parents being like, "What's the big deal? Yeah. Do you want us to tell you you're doing? No, I like. Going in knowing absolutely okay. nothing. But so, but you and I know it's going to be happening. We'll talk about it. Fair play. I don't know anything. About oh, that. you're going to love Die Fair Play. Oof, but but back that. to the trans sphere for this. No, I. But what I love is that the way this documentary works so well is that like yes, we have a lot of negative, heavy ass shit for like the first hour. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Paris is Burning. Which I love the reverence that every I just single person. Ray Ray did this on her birthday. <laughs> she goes, There's this is also post. a movie <laughs> called Drag Kings. Yeah, I need that to. It is about uh, drag kings, and most of them are of color. I watched it in one of my women's and gender studies classes, mm-hmm. and I what I I barely remember it, but I do remember mm-hmm. that like four or five people left the class. <gasps> wow. That me. And I was like. Why? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't remember. I, I just loved that everybody talked about it with rever- with reverence when we were talking about Paris is Burning. Yeah. Trace loved it. Everybody loved it. But I also, I love for a fact, this is something that I'm glad they brought up because I was curious if they would. Um, I want to see the the dark side. I, it's on YouTube apparently. The what? The, the, those clips from the very end, uh, like when they're talking about Paris is Burning legacy of, Je- of Jenny, you know, essentially going in and appropriating the scene and not pay- and not compensating the the, uh, oh, yeah, the interviewees, yeah. Yeah. which was a big deal back in the day. I'm not shocked that that happened. Yeah, because and again, mm-hmm. sis, sis white, white with the connections and mm-hmm. the funds. Mm-hmm. Correct, and. From there, I, I mean, like, meet her. I told you that. Yes, yeah, you did. You did for women's and gender studies class. Yeah. Yes, yes. I took it. So my um, when I was was it my last year at Mizzou? Mm-hmm. One of my last couple of years at Mizzou, they had a transgender studies class. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I had ever been offered at Mizzou, and I took it, and it was really interesting. And it was um, well, it was interesting, but my teacher was a dick bag, and I I, I know this one. I wouldn't pee on that fucker to put him out if he was on fire. <laughs> nice, nice. Dick. From there, and like, well, like they talk about Paris is burning. They talk about the problematic legacy of it, and they all, and they talk about you know Hollywood reinforcing the stereotypes, like to like to code people as trans even in milestone events. The dirty, sexy money clip pissed me off so much. I didn't realize they lowered her voice. Two octaves. I was like, yeah. oh Two my octaves. god. That's yeah. When so they, much. when I, I was like shocked. I was like, oh my god. And right. and Candace ended up being the best part of that show. Right. I mean, it was only after like a season and a half because of the writers' strike, but. I mean, and then and then from Candace, like I do love that, like it ends on a hopeful note because we talk about the breakthroughs. We talk about Candace on Dirty Sexy Money. We talk about Laverne in Orange Is the New Black, mm-hmm. transparent Pose. But on that note, I also want to say, yes, Pose has got a lot of acclaim for its trans cast, but the praise on Transparent and on Pose still going to who the cis man. Like, don't get me wrong, I oh, do love Ryan? what. What? No, not Ryan. Jeffrey Tambor Billy. for Transparent and Billy. And, Bill, and like, I, I just want y'all to think about it out there who's watching this if you're fans of Pose. Think about any media that they've done for the most part. Who's front and center? Billy Porter. Who is not front and center? Who should be every trans, trans woman trans on that show? Because huh. it's their story. Huh. It's mind-blowing. Well, I'm also, I'm not going to lie. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Billy Porter. I love what he's done on the show. But there was a comment that came out last summer when he won his Emmy talking. Well, it's like, it's like, you're... You've got this. What about your co-stars? It's like, basically, the comment was something akin to, well, they've got their foot in the door, so that's a, that's a victory for <gasps> them. It was very condescending. I was not a fan of it, mm-hmm. as, as someone who's a fan of the trans woman. Well. Yeah, and I do love that, like, it. the film is at, like ends on a hopeful note of, basically, cis people are, are need, need to be educated on trans issues, but it seems like things are... I end up like we're in a, we're in a, a good phase where we're starting to get more representation. 
there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. There is evolution from what we're in a phase because a new rung is forming and non-binary and gender expansive people. One thing I wanted to come back to is Sandra Caldwell. Oh my God. She was so good. This actress who's been a a thriving actress for decades Mm -hmm. who finally comes out and is like, guess what? Motherfuckers, I'm transgender. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole time. Also, I I mean, also like biggest props to go back to Paris is burning for a minute. Biggest props because she was a LaBeija. Like that's, and that's such like a LaBeija thing to do. And I'm like sitting there and, she was like, well, I was in the house of LaBeija, and I went, Peppa, LaBeija, Peppa, LaBeija. We have all and Mel, the fish. And Mel was like, what? Because she hasn't seen Paris' birthday. Take my Blu-ray. I have it. I have it. Um, one thing I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. So there was a woman who was uh, Zachary. Zachary Drucker, yes. yes. She's like so, a producer on yes. uh, Transparent. She also did. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no. Is Zachary her birth name? I think so. I love that. That's the kind of her. It's just like, fuck you. Well, my name is my name. Well, look, think, well, think about like what's, I don't know if you saw, but Samira Wiley and her wife had their first baby uh, last month and yeah. they named the girl George. Yeah, I saw that. Which I yeah. love. I love that I mean, too. we kind of named Regina, Regina because we can call her Reggie, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. And Kelsey has been, you yeah. know, Kelsey, Kelsey, whatever. Um, but I just love yeah. that. I love that with it, like once once you get an, an, a level of mm-hmm. of representation and tolerance and acceptance mm-hmm. into the world. And give are, no fuck. Yeah. Right. And no fucks to give. That you can really start mm-hmm. to play with it and really mm-hmm. start to be like, to really be like, I'm going to define what being trans is for myself and Correct. only myself. And it's not going to have to adhere to any rules, past, present, or future. Correct. So I love that. That's kind of, honestly, my, it's kind of like my life perspective, error, and philosophy. Um, what's funny about Zachary is Zachary's also a producer and creator on a documentary for HBO called Lady in the Dale that I watched, which was about this trans woman in the 70s, con artist, no less. Do you got, do you, do y'all know about like the Dale? It was like going to be a three-wheeled car. Anybody? Oh, no? That sounds like a bad idea. It was a it was a total scam. She was taking money and everything from investors and stuff. And she fled. She was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries because of this. Maybe the documentary is it. amazing. It's so good. That's awesome. Huh. I'll just check it out. It was really good. It's really good. It's on HBO Max. I love, 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 love it. But um, yeah, that's disclosure. It's one I love this. I like I just keep recommending it to everybody. I'm like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Oh, I know. So one thing to note is if you ask me if I'm gonna do something we more know. than three times, I you will know. never do it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the entirety of this cycle between Mad Max, Veneno, and Disclosure. I kinda of, I got my way regardless. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm But if you just like Badger. Put the little, yeah, the badgering doesn't help. No, I know. Yeah. It's the stuff. Oh. <laughs> Can I just say yeah. I've missed this? I've missed this all of nice. this. So it's Ginger Max. It is Ginger Sack Max. Oh, I'll have to think about this. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any thoughts that we could, like, spitball while we're still on the air? Well, I really do want to do Big Mouth. I know do you're not I've watched it. a lot of it. Okay, good. I've watched it. <laughs> I'm good. Good chunk of it. I'm curious what angle you're gonna take I, with it. Honestly, I'm I'm going Jesse mode. Yes. Because you know my past and how I always get icked out about periods. Yep. I want to talk about the couple period episodes. Yeah. I think I want to do two episodes. I want to do yeah. the episode where she gets it. Set to liberty. Uh huh. And I want to do the episode where she goes to the lake. And her the trans girl has to help yeah, her. Yes, like, Natalie. Her friend. Yeah. <laughs> Which also shout out to like I never thought I'd say this. Shout out to Nick, Nick Kroll <laughs> for being trans inclusive. Douche nation. Like yeah. literally. Well, I'll save it for the pod. I don't want to. I don't want to play my hand if, if we're gonna be doing uh, big mouth with no. trans issues because Jesus Christ. Yeah. Such a good episode. Oh, but Yeah, I did watch a good chunk of it. Yeah. So I've seen definitely the that first one you're talking about. Yes. I would love to talk about periods. It's... I uh, I used that song in a period mix. <laughs> oh, I'm going to change this? No, the um, No, there was a song about the, there's periods. literally one that's yeah. like um it's like to everybody bleeds, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. I still want to do, I need to figure out how, how I would do it drag wise, but I want to do uh, Connie's We Love Our Bodies. Like, the I Will Survive oh, Rip Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, Connie. <laughs> All right. So, y'all, y'all, that's our cycle. Um, the fun part about cycles from now on, especially with 
Uh, all of us vaccinated, which go get vaccinated if you haven't already, dumb shits. Wear your mask. Wear your mask, even if you have. Um, <laughs> we're going to be rotating where we record now, since I basically Ooh. realized, oh yeah, this la- this laptop and this mic can move. It can Ooh. move. And yeah, so we'll be doing things uh, in person a lot, a lot more. I'm so so excited. I'm so glad to have my ladies back in my Welcome life. Welcome to my home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Devin Green, calm down. What? It's a video from... Way, way back. Devin Green, yeah. Yeah. So, with that, y'all, we are going to take off and just make sure you're following us on our socials and, you're, and that you're subscribing and leaving five star reviews. So, yay, five star reviews. Yay, five star reviews. Bye, everybody. Bye. I am a woman, hear me roar. In numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all. And I've been down